Hi guys, welcome back to Infinite Possibilities, the podcast where we explore the lives of amazing people, their choices, challenges and opportunities. And today I have a very special guest, Valentina. Hi Karen. Hi. Shout out to our mutual friends for the connection. Hey, <laughs> hey friends. Yeah. Um, I'm Valentina. Um, my Chinese name is Jingyi. I am from China. I'm currently a psychology student at University of Queensland. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and so I um, wanted to go from the beginning so we can kind of um, see Valentina's life, essentially. Yeah, yeah, of course. Bring it yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Valentina, um, when you were in primary school, what kind of child were you like? Um, I was usually very shy at school. I wouldn't talk much, like in class, would never raise up my hand asking questions. I'm yeah, that type of kid. Um, but I was also quite active in school activities during Ooh. primary yeah, school. Um, I remember that I was like, um, went for the election of, what, what do you call it? Like, it's, like, it's like class leader or something? It's like a student union. But wow. In primary school, I think it's called differently. Mm. Yeah. And that's like the very first time I stepped out of my comfort zone because mm. I had to prepare a speech. Oh. I never knew I could do like public speaking until then. Oh. So I had to write my own script and then basically you have to memorize it all and speak it like in front of a lot of people. I don't remember how many people were there. I, I reckon would be a hundred, around a hundred people. Wow. Yeah. So I wrote, I put a lot of like effort in writing my script and actually search a lot of like um, quotes from, you know, celebrities or fam <laughs> famous writers just to make it look sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. And I tried so hard to memorize it all. So I was the only one not reading off the script that day. Oh. So that's the first time, you know, feeling like, it was quite rewarding because I got in. Oh, yeah. wow. And how old were you at that time? I think I was 10 or 11. Damn, that's a very like thoroughly researched <laughs> speech. Yeah, but I'm also quite keen to know, was that like something of your own accord or were you almost pushed like, oh, you know, I can imagine Asian family, like, you know, um, you know, go be a leader, it will oh. look good. So yeah, how did that idea um, come across your mind? My parents didn't suggest need to do so at all. As a matter of fact, my um, head teacher didn't even recommend it because um, you know how teachers and parents just want you to focus on study. Oh, um, yeah, so that's a pretty extracurriculum thing and I just I just thought, you know, I'm not the top student, like, <laughs> in terms of academic performance and I just wanted something else to do to just make myself feel happier. So yeah. that's what I, yeah, that's how I came up with the thoughts to win for the election. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. It's almost like um, diversification of identity, right? Like, yeah. you know, if maybe studies, I can't be like the top of the class, maybe I can be that like, you know, with okay yeah. grades, but also I am like a speaker, I'm a leader. Yeah, exactly. Like more identity, you get more um, social support from those groups as well. Yeah, and that's cool. But like, you were also quite shy as a child. So like, out of everything to choose, you could have been like, I don't know, an athlete, <laughs> basketball, <laughs> table tennis. But why speaking? Why leadership? Do you know? I know you were like really young, so I don't know if there was that much thought <laughs> process. Yeah, well, I was just, I was never interested in doing sports. <laughs> like I was just not very active in terms of, you know, exercising or so. Um, 
I just, I guess, I like since I was young, I always wanted to be involved in like social groups mm. and you know getting to know more people, just to connect <gasps> with people. Like I always consider myself as a people person. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's yeah that that's how I just um, came up with the with the idea. Like I want to be I want to be in that groove. I want to yeah. be being seen by other people, you know, yeah. and also um, to be able to connect with um, like students like me at the time. And I think the most important thing is that we get to do things together. Yeah. I mean, there's something like very interesting, like I was in charge of like sorting out the books, you know, how we um, subscribe to some magazines like back yeah. in primary school. So basically we pay those um, magazine companies and they deliver magazines to the school every week and I was the one like in charge of sorting oh. out the books and organizing them and we re um, I remember like I was doing it with a couple of friends like in the same you know the um, student union group and we were just like in a small black like a dark room and we were just sorting on the magazines it's like magazines on the ground everywhere oh. <laughs> yeah but well that's kind of cool because yeah when you're like um sharing like a leadership role with others it's like group bonding right yeah. you have something in common by default so it's like very much a social lubricant <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And so after that, did that um, make you, I guess, um, more outgoing, more extroverted, more easier to sort of speak up? Yeah, I think um, it definitely has helped. Um, I definitely became more extrovert after, <laughs> Congrats. after, after the um, public speaking thing and, and the activities I, um, I've done with um, my friends in the union. Um, but I guess everything kind of changed when I got to middle school. That's a very different environment, like education environment. Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's also when like a study just start becoming more serious, you know? Yeah. You don't have a lot of time joining like extracurriculum thing. Um, I remember my weekends often filled with like extracurriculum class <laughs> you know it's basically the same content as what you're learning at school but just yeah. more intense it's like review every um it's like the same content but it's reviewed once and once again yeah practice makes perfect they say yeah, yeah. so i didn't have a lot of time joining like you know social groups or like um school groups at all at the time yeah. i I felt actually quite depressed when, yeah. um, you know, the time was deprived and the yeah. opportunity um, of connecting with people was also deprived at the time. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. It can be so dry if all your life, every day, is just study, study, exactly, study. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and so I guess like, um, maybe like how did you sort of cope in that period? Was there like a bright light that you're like, okay, if I get into a good high school, then oh, wow. or what was it that kept you going? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting question. As a matter of fact, I think that's one of my turning points oh. in my life, yeah. So I became quite depressed for the first two years of middle <laughs> school. Like honestly, like it's just study and study and it was quite competitive in my, um, class as well because um, my class was actually I guess the one of the best class oh. in the whole grade um, My mom actually Intentionally put me in that class, <laughs> which you know, I don't know if it's a bless or Yeah, <laughs> you know. blessing or a curse. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so um, 
um, second year of middle school, that's when I met like one of the best teachers in my life. So I was actually taking extracurriculum class, which was English class. Um, but that teacher was just, she's just very different. She doesn't teach you in a, like a traditional Chinese way, but she, she actually brought materials from overseas and um, don't know if that's legal, but anyway, <laughs> she brought the material and she shared the material with me. So I actually got to know the actual, you know, English content that, you know, overseas students were learning at the time. And I just found it quite interesting because we're really getting to know overseas lives, overseas cultures and everything. I just became quite, I guess, obsessed with different cultures yeah. um, and Western culture as well at the time. So I, I guess like her English class was one of the things that kept me going. And two, I had this thought, like, I want to do something similar. Like, I want to do something relevant to English language. Oh. So my first, I guess, um, career dream was to become an interpreter. Ah. Yeah. Um, but after, I guess, half a year, I realized that, you know, it, like, interpreter, like, or, like, English in general is a tool. So it is used, like, for a lot of, like, different purpose, um, I feel like I just could do something more, like more than that, more than just being a yeah. two. I mean, no <laughs> offense to all um, interpreters or translators <laughs> in the world, but yeah. my idea was just um, I could learn English while along doing something else. Yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. Rather than being the bridge, you can be the person on the other side of the bridge, yeah. essentially. Yeah, that's basically my thinking at the time. Um, after a while, I just had this idea, I wanna, what about going overseas to study? Yeah. I actually had that idea, like myself, when I was 14 years old. Yeah, Yeah, so wow. that's exactly like second year of middle school. Yeah. So I started like talking this to my mom. Yeah. My mom thought I was insane. <laughs> um, yeah, she never imagined me being like independent and you know, going to a yeah. whole different country, very strange. Um, you know, environment as well. Um, but I just, I was very, I guess, determined with this idea that I want to go overseas to study. I want to use my English. I want to explore something more out of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, second year of my middle school was very difficult, to be honest. I was very depressed as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's that, you know, this hope that kept me going. Like, if I, do well, I could go to good high school, then I could go overseas to study. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my thought. But something very unexpected happened later on. I found out, like once I was just like playing on my phone, like searching stuff, um, which is not a lot by my mom, but <laughs> I, I did it secretly. So I just found out like there is an international program in oh. um, the capital city of my province. Oh. Yeah. So I kept reading um, all the information about the high school program and too, like I feel like I know it enough. I was ready to bring this up to my mom. So I talked to my mom again about going overseas. This time I was really serious. So I was like, mom, I know this program, like it looks very credible. Like I just wanna, I wanna be part of them and I wanna go overseas straight away after finishing high school. <laughs> 
again, second time, my mom felt like I was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, are, are you serious? Like, are you thinking about this, like, as a responsible thought? Yeah. You know, like, um, my dad and my mom always wanted me to study overseas one day, but perhaps after bachelor degree. Yeah. So that's when I was like totally grown up, right? Yeah. But now I'm just making it like in advance. Yeah. And I was like, mom, I really want to go. I have to go. I feel like I'm being caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. What do you think that like you could get overseas that you can't maybe get in your own country at that time? Um, I think it's... Freedom. <laughs> yeah, freedom to some extent. You also have like freedom back in my own country, but the different thing is my life was just occupied by a lot of study thing, by yeah. a lot of like educational things that you have to figure out. Um, and the truth is that you don't have, you just basically don't have the time and energy to explore other things that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because everyone was so hardworking. Um, the truth is, if you're not, if you're not like, like them, you're gonna be cast out. Yeah. Like you're not gonna be going to the schools that you want. You're not gonna be earning good grades. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the concerns for sure. But I still, I feel very thankful to my, like Chinese education experience because that just make me a more resilient people. And I think the resilience that I gained yeah. when I was in China also helped me adapt faster here in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, interesting. But that's pretty cool that you get like, the, like now that you've, you know, you're in Australia, you can contrast it with China. Like I wasn't, I didn't have any Chinese um, schooling. So yeah. And then so um, your parents were hesitant. Did they sort of reluctantly agree or? Interesting. <laughs> That's a very interesting. How did question. you convince them if it worked? <laughs> I didn't convince them, but I made a deal with my mom actually. Oh. Um, my mom was like, "Okay, let's make a deal. If you can get a certain grade, oh. I'll let you go." And the grade was actually the um, the same grade that you need for getting into standard high school in. That the best standard high school in my province. Oh, yeah. Are we so talking it was like quite, a 90%, 80%? Something like that, yeah. So it was quite high standard that I have to achieve in order to go to the program that I want to. Um, but um, I think my mom was thinking, you know, I don't think you could get it. So you yeah. better just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we better just make the deal and you stay here. <laughs> yeah. um, but I worked really hard towards the goal, towards the standard. Um, I still remember a month before the final exam, the middle school final exam, I slept only, or like in general, I slept only like four hours a day. Wow. I would study like, you know, writing homework and mathematic questions and all that um, to one o'clock. Wow. And then wake up at five to memorize like histories and other arts subjects, basically. Yeah. I did that for a month. It was just that hope, you know, holding me up. Um, yeah. I just really wanted to go. This is my only chance. That's all I was telling me every day. Um, yeah. I actually ended up doing well, but not, but I didn't achieve it because I think there was something happened before I was taking my final English exam. 
I left my, you know, you have to this exam card that you have yeah. to bring in order to en enter the exam. I I just lost my card before my English exam. Oh my gosh. I left it in the previous exam um, classroom. Uh. That's what happened. So I was quite nervous. Like even when I was doing my English exam, I felt like, oh my gosh, like I just couldn't concentrate. I couldn't think because yeah. that just happened. <laughs> yeah. I ended up doing not so well in English. I, I think I, I usually score like full marks in English yeah. exam, but I ended up having like 106. The full mark was 120. Yeah. So I lost 14 points in that exam. Yeah. Um, and that was exactly 14 points away from the standards. <gasps> I, yeah, uh, I promised my mom. So my mom knew like, you know, that's not supposed to happen. But it also means that you actually have the ability to achieve um, the yeah. standard. So she finally agreed. Oh, she finally wow. agreed to, yeah, let me go, let me enroll in the international program. Yeah. Yeah, and I knew, like, I worked so hard for it. I know, like, I'm very grateful that I owe everything to my mom, but I also yeah. knew, like, I worked so hard towards it at the yeah. time, yeah. Oh, was there any, um, so I guess like, I wanted to kind of know how far were you from that standard to begin with? Was she asking for something oh. completely like, quote, unreasonable at the time? Were you like a C and she's like, come on Valentina, A student, <laughs> or were you like a B or were you around that? Mm, okay, so my, my usual grades uh, let's let's put this into numbers. My <laughs> my usual grades are like thirty marks away. Yeah. Yeah, but my final grade was like sixteen marks away. Yeah. So there was like improvement, yeah. but also at the time I don't think it's like entirely impossible. Yeah. It's just incredibly hard to get to you know filling the three marks gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to the top and it's just between like two, three points, it gets yeah. even more intense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious at that time, like some people, you know, when they want to go to like, like a school that they like and stuff like that, they like create like a vision board or something. Wow. Or like, do you like, did you create anything or did you like write out lines like, oh, you know, if I do this, I can get this. Or did you have some sort of motivational thing going? I think not in a written form, but I post things on social media. Yeah. That's like one of the habits I had yeah. when I was young, when internet <laughs> <laughs> existed. Um, so um, after I got into that high school program, I just sometimes post like, oh, my dream school is yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you know, uh, what I wanted to learn next year, blah, blah, blah. I just post that kind of stuff. Wow, yeah. for everyone to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you're brave. Yeah, I, I just don't, I, I don't really have this. I think I was very afraid of failing the promise that I made to myself and also yeah. being seen by others, you know, oh, you failed. Yeah. But I still kind of, it's just my instinct, you know, telling me it's okay. It's okay to let people know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just had the instinct that I would actually gain more opportunity by doing this. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. It's like very much double-edged sword. Like yeah. the more people you tell, the more expectation, the more pressure, which also works, right? Like yeah. now I can't let X, Y, Z down. Yeah, and you, go, you know, along this way, you're always going to be 
um, there are always going to be people supporting your dream as well. Um, but if you don't tell them, you never know like, who those people are. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get someone... Because especially like in China, it's extremely competitive. And when someone sees that, oh, you want to go to a good school, did, was there like haters per se? Like, I don't mm. think they would outrun like in your face. No. Or like think, oh my gosh, she's bragging. Or is there any kind of backlash? I think we got a really great um, school atmosphere. Like the class, my classmates are all very friendly and nice. Yeah. So th there's definitely competitiveness, but we wouldn't like bring it just to your face. And, yeah. Um, I think everyone just worked on their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if they're friends to you, they support you. And if yeah. they're not, they just leave you alone. That's basically, I think we all had really good boundaries with yeah. each other. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. And then finally, you know, you got into that um, international school that you wanted to go to. Yeah. So can you tell me more about like that experience and like how it was different maybe from like other schools? Oh, the standard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, I I was 15 at the time, yeah. Um, you know how it's actually an international program but built into the standard high school system. So we basically have to go through the same schedule with all other standard high schoolers. And we also um, have to go through military training, you know, mm, yes. before school um, officially starts. Um, so I went through all of that. And when class started, um, instead of having like Chinese teachers, we had Canadian teachers, oh, and cool. we also had a couple of other teachers from like all over the world, wow. um, and that, that actually really helped you to adapt different accents. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> very interesting experience. First semester, or first year, um, a high school was quite chill. Oh, it was really, I guess, just to change the mindset of you know you're not doing this for getting to Chinese universities anymore, but you actually need more skills, all-round skills, to be able to adapt like a Western environment. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the first semester was, was mostly for, the for that purpose. And um, I had a lot of fun, to be honest. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with my classmates celebrating, you know, um, the Western festivals like Halloween, um, like um, Christmas, yeah. um, and we get Christmas breaks like in the year, whereas like other standard high schoolers don't oh, have. Yeah, that's so that's good. yeah, um, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, when I moved to second semester, that's when you you know you're not you're not more familiar with the class environment with your teachers as well. Um, that's when everyone started like taking this, you know, overseas education more seriously. <laughs> so we started um, taking else tests. So oh, we started very yes. early. Wow. So yeah, so else test was actually I guess the the only pressure at the time. Um, in my high school life, because everyone wanted to get a good score. And you know, just pass is not good enough. You need to get a seven or yeah. even above. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's second semester. But when it gets to second year, everything changed. Like everything was, I wouldn't say completely different, but I think um, 
everyone's lifestyle kind of changed and my lifestyle changed as well. We started to have more science subjects, mm -hmm. which are considered more difficult. Um, we started like thinking about, oh, what major you want to take in university mm -hmm. and you have to work towards your goal yeah. to be able to get in the major you want. Um, and for those ones who haven't done else yet, have to take else tests. Yeah. And if you haven't got a good score in first year, like, I mean, in terms of else tests, you need to take it again. Oh no. Yeah, I actually took it twice, but I yeah. got the same score. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, totally not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like, at that time, like, Wow, first year must have been fun. Did you join yeah. lots of extracurricular activities? Was yes, there? actually I did. I joined, I think there were a couple, but what I can remember now is the English newspaper club. Oh. So basically we're making our own newspaper oh, and it's all so cool. in English. It's like the only English newspaper in my high school. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I start to know I was actually into you know, designing, uh, editing, that mm. kind of thing. Um, and I was also very into writing. Mm -hmm. Though my English writing wasn't very good at the time, but I still attempt to, yeah, just grab every opportunity where you yeah. can practice. Um, so I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of like, you know, laying out the design, everything. Yeah. Um, I also learned from one of the senior students um, to, actually designed the cover page of oh. the newspaper oh. and I learned how to use the software. There was like, I had an all-nighter once oh just to figure that out. Like I was so, um, I guess, I was devoting myself to that. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> night. Yeah, I was like very um, um, hardworking in terms of I need to get this, I need to get a good design. Like I want this to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And do you think that like um, everyone has like um, before you went to international school, you have like this expectation of what it would be. Was it like did it meet the expectation, and was like it different to what you hoped it would be? Um, like my expectation. For yeah, because you were so excited. You're like, oh my gosh, finally convinced my mom to go to international school. Mm. And then when you arrived, <clears throat> like, what was that feeling? My original expectation was I would learn a lot more different things. Mm. Just as I um, mentioned, like all around skills, yeah. I would learn more about different cultures as well. Um, first year, all my, expectation, uh, all my expectations were met, to yeah. be honest. Um, but I think one thing I didn't notice was I didn't have expectation for second year of my high school. Oh. So I kind of like, you know, I got used to this environment. I got used to my own mindset. I didn't foresee things are going to be a bit different. Yeah. So second year, I was actually not coping that well. Yeah. And also because study gets more intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. First year was generally more fun. And yeah. Yeah. You know, more um, expected. Yeah. <laughs> the second year was a bit, oh, okay, now I guess I have to push myself harder make, make sure to make sure I get all these things done. Um, that's also when um, another turning point yeah. came up when I was like around the first semester of my second year high school um, is that I started feeling that 
I already knew what I want to do. I just don't want to waste time on, you know, <laughs> um, like doing this high school thing and, and, you know, learning all the subjects, including some of those which I might don't need in the future. Yeah. So that's my thought. And I also wanted to do something. Um, I already had a, like, an idea of what I want to do. Like, I want to do something related to biology mm. at the time. Yeah, so I brought that to my mom. I was like, do you know any, anyone who could give me like suggestions or advice on how to choose my major in mm. university? And I wanted, wanted to be something like related to biology or chemistry. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's my thinking at the time. And my mom actually brought me to one of my, uh, I guess, my family's friend who used to work for the government, but now uh, he's doing um, his own like educational agency. Mm -hmm. So my mom brought me to um, the guy, which you know we call uncle in Chinese. Yeah, right? <laughs> classic. Yeah. Yeah. Shu shu. Yeah, <laughs> shu shu. So my mom brought me to the uncle, um, and um, he assigned someone from his company to give me suggestions. Yeah. And that's when we decided we could do pharmacy or pharmaceutical science because yeah. that's very practical and it also involves a lot of biology and chemistry stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have like my many theories thoughts about it. I just I was just like it's practical, it's good, yeah, and, and it's like biochemical stuff. Um, so I made up my mind that I was going to do pharmacy. Um, but I also wanted to be faster. Like I was, I was just so hurry in terms of getting there, you yeah. know. So I asked my mom and also um, the teacher, uh, the uncle assigned me to, um, I was like, can I go abroad like a bit earlier, <laughs> if that's possible? Um, and the teacher, suggested me, if you want to do that, you better go to Australia then, because with the, I think with the eight best universities in Australia, all international students have to do foundational year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our plan at the time. But it also means I have to take off grade 12, which is a big decision because oh. we didn't plan that ahead. So I was like talking to my mom. I was like, mom, what are you thinking about this? My mom was like, I would actually prefer you stay here till you finish three years of high school. Yeah. And then we'll see how it goes. You could, you know, you could choose to go to Canada or Australia, wherever you want to. But then later, I've also heard if you want to go to Australia, you better save the, like, your last year of high school for foundational year. Mm. Because that's a pretty much same content and same level of study. If you do it after grade 12, it just means you have to waste one more year yeah. to do it all over again. So I don't know where I heard that, but that <laughs> I just believed in the in this information, in this piece of information. <laughs> so I started talking to my mom again. I was like, Mom, let's let's take off great talk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go um, a year in advance, and my mom was like. This time is, is totally your decision. You got to be wow. responsible for your own decision. If you are really ready and serious about this, I'm supportive then. Oh. Yeah, my mom was like, I'm going to support you for this. 
um, I was quite grateful. So I was like, wow, I was like, is this really coming? Like, um, I was I was almost 17 at the time. So I was like, really, is this coming? I'm gonna go overseas at the age of 17. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I never thought about that. Although I know a lot of, um, I, I mean, after I came to Australia, I know a lot of like um, my friends, they came here when they were like nine or 10. Oh yeah. yeah. But a lot of them are with their parents too. Me, I was just like 17 going abroad alone. Yeah, that sounds quite an adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for it to be like a product of your own decision making. Yes. Because when you're nine or ten, like you just go where your parents go. <laughs> it's not really anything like, wow, this is a big step. It's like just following mama to a new country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then so you got your way. Did you have like that moment where you like oh, instant regret, fear takes hold of you? And you're like, oh, what have I done? Mm, actually, no. I think when I was younger, oh. I was just braver as well. Yeah. I was definitely braver than. I am now. <laughs> I would say I'm more conservative yeah. nowadays with making decisions, but that also means like probably I'm grown up now and I yeah, take things more. Uh, I consider things like with more aspects. Yeah. But when I was young, I don't have like that many concerns. I was just like I make the decision and I go. I don't want to think too much about regretting, fear. I know things will work out. I always have that feeling like things are gonna work out for me yeah. in the future as long as I, you know, I take the first step. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Everything is gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me about the day like before you flew to Australia. What was that like with your family? It was very, the whole atmosphere was quite intense. Yeah. I actually had a fight with my mom. Oh no, bad A couple timing. days before, yeah. Cause I think my mom felt really sad. I was going, I was never, I guess I was always a rebel, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I was reveling uh, her decisions yeah. and everything for me. So we had a fight and my mom felt really sad. I felt sad, like going, you know, leaving home as well. Yeah. Um, but there was another thing happened, is that the there's a strike with the immigration office those days. Mm. Yeah, and um, I, my visa got delayed, mm. like for a really long time. I was supposed to get it like two months before I leave for Australia, but. I only got it like a two days before I booked the ticket. Wow. So, yeah, so that means there's sh such a short term period for me to, you know, prepare everything, prepare the materials, documents, and also pack up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, that was very intense. A lot of things to do, and there was just no time for me and my mom to sort of digest our emotions. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then what about, did you have, like, because I guess, like, you would have been so frantic at that time, you don't have time to think about how you feel and stuff, so, but when you got onto the airplane, did you have, like, oh my gosh, you know, crying and whatnot, or was it intense on the airplane? Because, um, yeah, on airplane, it's my first time ever, like, that. that's really the first time in my life that I've taken a flight for over five hours. Yeah. So I felt quite sick. Oh. Like I had a really bad stomach ache. 
Um, I I was like bloating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> have bloating. Yeah, yeah, flights, get it. Yeah. So um, I felt really sick. I didn't have much time thinking about. Oh, I'm not home anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna be you know kicking this off alone. Yeah. But when the plane actually landed. In, I, I was going to Melbourne at the time, right? So when the plane actually landed in Melbourne International Airport, I started crying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, officially I'm in a different line, like continent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. And then, yeah, what was like the trip afterwards? Like, um, yeah, like when you, so did you, did you go straight into pharmacy when you started mm. studying? I did foundational year first, yeah. so I did it for the the one that I took was actually three semester because I was quite young at the time. I was yeah. also waiting for pharmacy major to start. It starts once a year, so you can't have to wait. Oh no! Because the opposite season thing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I finished my foundational year first. I, remem I remember chemistry was the most difficult subject. <laughs> yeah, back in foundational year. Other subjects were fine. English was still my best subject. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I got into pharmacy. Um, I thought that's when, you know, kind of your dream starting to come true, that I actually got into the major that I want. I worked so hard towards it. Yeah. But everything just turned out completely different than what I thought. Um, pharmacy wasn't a major that I thought, like, what it would be. Um, I had a really difficult time adapting their study schedule, like, and the material, the content material and everything. Um, there was a lot of, uh, like, a physio stuff, you know, you have mm. to learn about human body, um, and there's a lot, lot of like advanced chemistry knowledge as well. And we also have to do ethical studies mm. and also about, you know, healthcare systems in Australia, um, which turned out to be one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> it was very surprising. I guess it was because, you know, biology, you know, and, and chemistry was just, just being too difficult and intense at the time. Yeah. Um, and later, after, after a month, I started pharmacy. I've heard that they actually, the school has changed the content a little bit. They basically crushed like a whole year's content material into one semester. Oh, no. That's why it became so intense. I never slept before three o'clock first month. Wow. I was just trying so hard to yeah. adapt. Um, yeah, and I started like wondering, what am I doing this? What am I yeah. doing pharmacy? Yeah, this is my own decision. I almost had the feeling that I had no way back. Yeah. That's my feeling at the time. And I was depressed again. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, everything was so intensive. Um, and it's, that's the first time I started, I guess, um, wondering why we're having these emotional breakdown? Yeah. Why can't things work out better? Why are the systems like that? Yeah. Why can't it be, uh, you know, improved to make people more comfortable? And um, 
that's how you know this idea of doing psychology kicked in. Hey. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I wanted to, I want to know more about psychology. But it was also because I had a friend in pharmacy at the time who um, was doing one psychology subject yeah. in her foundational year. So she shared a lot of psychology stuff with me, and she also told me how much she liked the psychology. <laughs> and that's when I started like really thinking about it. I was like. Oh, psychology, that sounds very interesting. Because I, you know, actually, by the time I, I got into the pharmacy program, I thought about doing something pharmaceutical, but also related to psychology. So, you know how there's like a career event where you can ask questions <laughs> to senior students and the teachers mm. there. Um, but they will ask, the, ask you first, like which streams of like, you know, health, like healthcare or pharmacy you want to go in. Um, my answer at the time was psychiatry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my naive thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to do something related to psychology as well. Um, but after things getting more difficult, I started thinking serious about like changing major. Yeah. Was, I was just not interested in pharmacy at all. Yeah. And anymore. why is that? because things are just so difficult. And I felt like I was almost tortured by those classes, <laughs> yeah. 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 I started I... like rebelling again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so when did you sort of decide to make the switch into psychology? It was around the end of um, my first pharmacy semester. Although I only took it for one semester, yeah. yeah. Um, so around, I think it was around after three months. That's when things got really bad. I started like crying every night because yeah. I just, I was just like, this is not right. I don't feel right. Yeah. I always rely on my own intuition. Yeah. So around that period of time, I just knew it wasn't right for me anymore. Because yeah. I was not in a good health state. Yeah. I was not interested in what I was learning either. Yeah. yeah. So I started talking to my mom again. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. My mom felt like really sad for me the first time, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I just knew like that's the first time my mom felt like no, I don't want my go I don't want my daughter to go through this. This yeah. is really difficult for her. Yeah. So I made this suggestion to my mom. I was like, Mom, why why don't you let me change my major then? Like I don't mind starting all over again, but I just don't wanna do this yeah. major in this school anymore. Yeah. yeah. So my mom was like, It's your own decision. My mom was always supportive ever since, I guess, the moment that I left home, yeah. yeah. My mom was like, yeah, you can make your own decision. If you really don't think you can do this, we can change it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I started looking for psychology programs um, across Australia, yeah. Yeah. I compared a couple programs, I guess. Uh, so like Sydney University, Melbourne U, of course, uh, Queensland mm. University Hello. as well. Yeah. Um, I come. I was. I preferred Melbourne University and Queensland University, but I was just constantly comparing two. 
I know like the benefits of you know going to Maoyu is that I was going to be living in Melbourne. I don't have to move, right? But also I like the program that you know UQ offered yeah. a lot as well because it just looks more hybrid, like research and practical stuff. Yeah. Um, and it seems like there are more like psychology classes yeah. designed for the course. Yeah. So um, I applied to both. But interestingly, I got rejected by Mao Yu. Oh. Yeah, because they they just said something about there's one subject that I didn't take in foundational year, yeah. which makes it like impossible to oh. start psychology with them. So I was like, oh. that's fine then. I'll just go to UQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, UQ already gave me offer by the time. So I was like, oh. UQ, let's go. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. I moved across state yeah. and I moved to um, Queensland. The, I actually waited for a whole year to move, to, to move here because psych, psychological science major also starts once a year. Oh, sucks. Yeah, so that's how yeah, I moved to Brisbane and yeah. start psychology. <laughs> cool. So you said there was like a one year gap. So did you, did you do anything interesting that year? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Um, I did a interpretation course oh. between Mandarin and English. Oh. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and um, I actually uh, took a bit of break just to explore Melbourne, I guess. Yeah. Um, that year was quite chill, and also it was just really for my brain to recover from yeah. the, the pharmacy trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then so was there a little bit of like, um, I don't know, when you were leaving across states, was there a bit of like, oh, I'm going to miss Melbourne or were you like out of here? Because, yeah, I guess it might be quite nice the fact that um, Melbourne rejected you because that means like a new start, right? Yeah. All over again, like if it's like the same place, you have a lot of memories coming back. Mm, definitely, so, yeah. yeah. So did you miss Melbourne when you left or were you like, bye-bye? <laughs> I... I guess I had the most cultural shock in Melbourne. <laughs> it's a very mixed feeling because I hated it so much when I firstly moved there. It was very different culture. Um, yeah, everything was just very strange to me. Um, I also had different difficult time adapting, um, you know, into a different culture. Yeah. School, everything. I went through a lot of like rough time. I even almost like, I was like, I even <laughs> almost became a homeless person <laughs> because I have to like change my apartment, yeah. sign a new contract. Yeah. There's just like a gap period that okay. like, I didn't take into consideration. Yeah. But my friend took me in. Oh my gosh. Th thanks to my dear friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so by the time that I was going to leave Melbourne, I was like, such a relief, you know, yeah. such a relief that I'm leaving this place, you know, I had a lot of pain with, yeah. but I also, I was like, I'm going to miss my friends here. Yeah. Yeah, but I knew I was always going to, you know, I could come back and visit them. Yeah. Um, we're always going to see each other again. Yeah. Yeah, that's my feeling at, at the moment, at, at the time. But um, another thing is, I actually came to visit Brisbane twice before mm. moving here. The first time, to be honest, the first time, um, you know, I stepped on this the city, the the, yeah. the ground of the city. I was like, this is gonna be the city, you know, 
I'm gonna live in for the next couple of years. It's like I just had this feeling. I like I like the city so much, yeah. and it feels like much more like home. Yeah. People are also very chill here because yeah. it's such a laid-back city yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. So that's when I decided. You know, I want to be living in Brisbane sometime. Yeah. But then, yeah, interestingly, I got rejected by Mel Yu and I got into UQ. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So was there any sort of there wasn't much culture shock when you came to Brisbane, no? No, I guess I already adapted to Australian culture. Yeah. Um to some extent already. Um so I mean Queensland culture is a bit different to Melbourne yeah. for sure. I mean to to Victoria for yeah. sure. Um but I don't feel that difficult compared to when I firstly came to Australia. Yeah, I think the first time is always the hardest. Yeah. And yeah, and so what has it been like studying psychology? Like a dream come true, a dream come true in some ways. Or? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think with psychology, your expect your expectation changes more often. It's just constant expectation changing, you know? First yeah. year of psychology, it was true. Uh, <laughs> again, like always with first semester, yeah, first yeah. year of study, it's quite true. You're just adapting your life, a new lifestyle. Mm. Um, I did four courses first semester with one elective. So I was taking like a three compulsory course, psychology compulsory mm. course and one elective. Um, I consider my help, myself not that hardworking the first semester, <laughs> but still managed to get study done. Yeah. I did a lot of volunteer work because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, connect to more people. Yeah. Um, and that's how like this sort of lifestyle continued to like I guess the start of second year study. Yeah. That's when everything like that's when I had um, to plan out. You know have like more expectations to have more plans because I started thinking about what would I do after my bachelor degree. That's also when I start meeting more like a higher grade students, friends from psychology. Um, they give me a lot of useful advice and suggestions as well. One of the things that really stood out to me was you need you should start doing research like you should start like I mean having that research experience mm -hmm. you should start to contacting more like you know teachers and researchers at school so you can know more about you know different opportunities and what what it's gonna be like after bachelor study yeah, yeah. and that's when I officially start started becoming stressed <laughs> yeah I was like just a lot of things added into my life you know yeah. other than my just my chill lifestyle and and yeah. volunteer work but there's actually more I, I now need to start thinking about research I now need need to start thinking about you know um, the future that's yeah, the scary future. <laughs> yeah and which stream I wanted to go yeah it was very interesting because I never just like most psychology students, we entered, I entered this course mm. with this thought in mind that I'm gonna be a therapist in the future. I wanna yeah. do clinical psychology. Yeah. I wanna have my own clinic. Yeah. I wanna you know, help people one by one. Yeah. But that actually changed 
you know, my plan actually changed. My my career vision changed mm. in general. Yeah. So now you want to do research. I want to do research, and I also want to do a completely different stream, which is organizational psychology. Ah. I've had this thought since I was second year, just because I was just more into social psychology compared to clinical psychology, and also because a lot of my friends say, um, they actually say to me, "You just look like an org side person. <laughs> you look like you could actually do well in organizations instead of." In on clinic, an individual. yeah, on the individual level, yeah. Yeah, hmm. that's quite interesting. And do you think that studying psychology has changed you? Definitely. I think I became more, I would say, tolerant with a lot of things in life, yeah. and I also start having like my inner freedom, because yeah. I was. I was always in this mindset, like either either to conform or being cast out by yeah, people around you. One or the other. Yeah, you have to fit into a certain grouping. You have to have a certain kind of mindset. But when I started psychology, I mean, so far with my journey so far, I think I started wondering about why can't I have that you know freedom? Why can't、mm. I have like you know independent thinking ability? Mm. Um, why, why do, do I, I have to be the same? Yeah, why do I have to be the same exactly? Yeah. Yeah, and I also started to, you know, like really putting myself in other people's shoes, because、mm. that's how I learned to tolerant. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of things going in life, like we don't tend to wonder, oh, what happened to people? Like, what's the underlying mechanism of this、yeah. thing, of this object, what whatsoever? But after you do psychology, especially when you get to know a bit of like research, you start wondering about a lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. And then you also like can find a lot of different patterns as well, and that must be quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, hmm, like hmm, psychology, does that lead to a lot of overthinking? <laughs> I'm already like I'm already a, a region a, like sorry what's the word again、you、overthinking overthinking person before <laughs> doing psychology doesn't sound good <laughs> yeah I'm always like very overthinking yeah yeah and then psychology like how does one sleep at night with all this new information especially from like other people's lives hmm I don't tend to think much about like other people's lives when I go to bed. <laughs> Um, I guess one thing is that, you know, after you study for a whole day, your brain is like absorbed all these knowledge, and those things actually they're like replayed in my brain、yeah. when I go to bed,、yeah. and just makes my brain quite active. So、yeah. um, I was like not going to bed so easily、yeah. over a couple of nights. Yeah. yeah. But in general, I think I don't tend to being trapped by thinking about other people's lives. So like sometimes maybe like with the interaction, like my interaction with other people, actually there is a period of time I I just constantly feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know, having like low self esteem,、yeah. thinking about like like over concerned about whether you know、um, I offended. A, 
certain person or not. Yeah. But that kind of just, you know, it's like just a certain period of time, yeah. like in every month or like every year, you're going to be like that. But after the while, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to be having a bit different, I guess, mental health state. Yeah. And you're going to be more resilient. Yeah, after, after all, yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. And then maybe just um, ask you some quick random questions. I yeah, guess. yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of like curious because um, you said that you went through different depression-ish periods of yes, your life. Yes. How, how are they different? And would you say like the first one was like the hardest or how do you sort of rank them? <laughs> that sounds a bit weird. Yeah, okay, so the first one was definitely the hardest one. That's because... I was so young at the time, I yeah. didn't even know there's such thing as psychology. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even know I could seek help from others. Yeah. Um, all I had was just, you know, my hope, my dream holding me up. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely the most difficult yeah. period of depression. I wouldn't say depression because I was not diagnosed when yeah. how yeah. Um, but the second time um, is it's kinda like I gained some resilience, but also quite desperate because yeah. I don't see another way out. But when there is like another option offered to me, like yeah. psychology was the option, right? Yeah. I started becoming well again. Like yeah. started becoming, okay, I my well-being just came back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. how mental health in, like affects physical health. Yeah. Very, very yeah. strong, interconnected. And so, um, yeah, I guess since you study psychology and have your own experiences, what kind of like maybe advice or tips do you have for people going through like a really tough time? Mm. I would say um, first tip is really to get into more social groups, to get support from people around you. That's very important because you know, for those a couple of like depressive period that I had mm -hmm. was actually because I had no social group supporting me at the time. Yeah. Like I was going through something completely different than other people were doing. So yeah. it's really important to find someone that, you know, who at least share the feelings with you yeah. and actually listens yeah. um, as a friend or I think even talk to your parents, I mean, if they're supportive, yeah. um, is very important. And the second tip I would definitely give is my first time becoming quite depressed was, it actually has something to do with the weather as well. <laughs> my hometown winter is quite gloomy, it's long. Yeah. Um, I had these you know, seasonal affective disorder thing going yeah. on because I was just not getting enough sunlight. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I don't see the sun, I can't smile. <laughs> yeah, same. So yeah. I would say just getting, you know, going outdoors more often, make sure yeah. you get the sunlight. It helps. Yeah. It definitely helps, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also mentioned um, imposter syndrome. So what about like, how do you cope with it and how do you sort of like get over it maybe? I mean, like, it's like a never-ending thing, like... Yeah, exactly. Just talk to people. <laughs> Just simple as that. Because whenever I had those low self-esteem 
issues, I know I'm not seeing things objectively. Ah. So I talk to my friends or, less, or sometimes even someone who's not very familiar. Yeah. Um, I would just open up and tell them my concerns. Also, sometimes I go to see like school counselors. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they will help you get a more objective like vision of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, and almost like take you out of your yeah, mind because your, your thoughts yeah. are crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah, just curious. Do you think it's easier to tell strangers or your closest friends your, like, I guess, deep secrets? Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I've actually never thought about it. I guess it depends on what secret yeah. is it, right? Because mm. some of the secrets you don't want your close friends to know. <laughs> I know, right? You definitely don't want them to know. Yeah. So, yeah, you wouldn't prefer telling your close friends. Yeah, and you wouldn't um, want them to have, like, one day, if your friendship didn't go so well, they oh have no. that, like, hey, Valentina, oh I no. know about... <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I guess if you tell strangers, like, one, it's, like, pretty safe. But, like, I mean, it's a small world. You might bump into them again. Hopefully that they, they don't remember you. Yeah. But I guess they don't have enough context of you. You would have to sort of like caveat everything. Be like, oh, you yeah. know, generally I'm not that kind of person. And it was just oh, that one yeah, particular yeah, yeah. time. So it seems like, totally. wow, yeah, you can't yeah. win. So, well, in that case, then I would say going to therapist or uh, like counselor. Uh, wait, that's, yeah, that's, that's the solution. <laughs> yeah, it's not a promotion, it's a solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, um, free counseling service at UQ, yes. by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Also, uh, just checking a deep question yeah. um, to you, I guess, you know, what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? <laughs> okay, I consider that everyone um, came to this world with a unique mission. Now, it sounds, you know... <laughs> Cheesy. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I believe in. Oh, the ultimate question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess maybe during the first couple decades in our life, we just have to figure out oh, what is the mission? What is that something I want to do? I think, um, <clears throat> I think for the first, when, when we were young, we're always thinking about ourselves. We always want to be, you know, getting benefits for ourselves yeah. in order to, I don't know, grow faster or get into a more advanced level. Um, yeah. That is fine. That is totally normal. Um, but I guess when we get older, we start consider we start considering what we could actually bring to the society. Oh, so that's yeah. what I consider the meaning of life is that we are first, uh, we are firstly self-centered, and then later we became more um, <laughs> society-centered. <laughs> yeah, we could say altruistic. Yeah. Oh yes, that's a good yeah. word. Yeah, that's a pretty good response. And then, so I guess like, um, yeah, what do you think the perfect day in the life for you is like? Mm, the perfect day. If I'm working, then the perfect working day would oh. be just to, you know, get things done as fast as I can and also having that bit of time, you know, networking and just talking to people you're working with yeah. and having a good, you know, uh, end of the day, you know, report what you've done to your supervisor or whatever. Uh, go home, do gym, nice. cook for yourself. Nice. That's a pretty, it's, 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 it would be a, the best day, yeah. It's yeah. quite peaceful as well. But if I'm like on a break or holiday, any day would be the best day. What? 
but you'd have to fill it with activities to make it the best day. So what are those activities? Going to the beach, oh. getting tanned. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also getting, uh, getting drunk. <laughs> getting drunk, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. After, after evening, you know, start like being party animals. But I'm not really gathering like with a bunch of people. Just, you know, going with a friend you know, having a couple of drinks and getting a bit of drunk and then go home. Yeah, yeah. happy, happy yeah. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so pretty much at the end of the podcast, so I want to ask you what your podcast experience was like. This is so fun. This is so interesting. I think, you know, for anyone who had the honor to be invited Aww. by Karen, cherish this opportunity because <laughs> she's going to get a lot of you, <laughs> a lot of information, yeah. 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 And were you really nervous and how did you cope with nerves or did you forget? Oh, I, I was a bit nervous. I'm still a bit nervous because oh, no. I know like we're filming this, right? Yeah. Gotta be conscious with what I say. Yeah. Um, but I think because we're also friends, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, just like chatting sure. with friends. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So we'll wrap up and Yay. we'll say bye. 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 <laughs>